Hi, I'm Keenan. And I'm Rachel. And on this episode of Part of Our World Podcast, we are going to be reviewing Avengers Endgame with our good friends, that UK Disney couple. Hi, guys. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. So um, before we get into the spoiler-free review, so if you're listening and you're worried about us spoiling the ending of the movie, we will not. Uh, we'll save that for part two of this on a separate episode. But before we dive into that, we wanted to get to know you guys a little bit better and have our listeners kind of get to know you. Um, so, you know, just to start, what, I guess, you know, when did you get into Walt Disney World in general or Disney products? Uh, when did you catch the Disney bug and what's it been like getting you to the point where you're now vloggers? Um, so... I'm, I'm Paul, um, Cheryl's my, my wife, um, and our first Disney trip as a couple was 2014. Uh, neither of us had been as a couple before that to any other Disney parks, but Cheryl was very much the Disney expert out of the two of us. Um, you've been quite a lot, haven't you? Yes, yes. So I've been lucky enough to go with my parents several times before I'd gone with Paul. And it was kind of, we had a, a, a slightly bad experience on our honeymoon. Mm. So it kind of tipped us on to where else can we possibly go? Mm -hmm. You've been pestering me about going to Disney World for a little while. I was like, yeah, you know, we got some compensation back from it being a natural disaster. So we, we booked Disney World and it's pretty much been every year bar one year for the last five years. So awesome. we're, we're, we're fortunate enough we've been able to do that. And I think the Disney bug was caught after our first trip. You know, as I'm sure you guys appreciate, you get back and you suffer those Disney blues straight away. I know. Away. Yes. For okay, sure. well, next year cost. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why we started a podcast. Uh -huh. <laughs> to deal with the Disney withdrawal. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of uh, us in a nutshell on that front. Okay, so you answered my next question, which is how often you visit the parks. You said about once a year. Uh, Florida, we Florida, we try to do once a year. Yeah. Um, Paris, we've been twice. I think it's about four years now. Yeah. Uh, but Paris is very much it, it is closer for us. But Paris mm -hmm. is um, a very, very, very different park um, to to Florida in every sense of the word. It's much smaller, and yeah. there's. Um, there's less to do in kind of like our opinions, mm, mm. but it's still if you need that quick Disney fix because mm -hmm. it's so close for yeah. us, it's just a case of right when can we go? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so you guys have done some great vlogs on specifically the Paris Park, which is cool because I like I like Disney vlogs in general, but I never get to, I I have no, no idea about the Paris Park, so it's been cool watching those. Thank you. Yeah. Were you going to say something, Rachel? No, I'm good. <laughs> so when you do make it to Orlando, I mean, that's quite the trek for you guys. Like, what is a typical trip like for you? Do you stay for an extended period of time? Do you try to do other stuff in the States while you're there? Or is it you just go and you're within the Disney bubble? Like, what's a trip like for you guys? Um, we tend to take, uh, we, we're quite fortunate in the UK with our companies, we get uh, quite a lot of annual leave each year or vacation time, as you guys would call it. Mm -hmm. um, and Cheryl and I both take, uh, normally we take a two week break if we were going to anywhere in Europe. 
But for the Florida trips, we started to take two and a half, sometimes three weeks. We took three weeks last year. But we have to bear in mind that we need to recover from jet lag uh, when we get back. So recovering, as, as you guys will know, you're five hours behind us. That's exactly the same time in Florida. When we get out there, the first couple of days, we're waking up at four or five in the morning. Whereas when we're getting back and we're landing, because we've switched the other way around, we're not waking up till 11 midday, which might sound great. But when we have to be up at work for six in the morning. Right. Um, so we never go for more than two weeks. Um, but it is really go 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 we we yeah. don't really stop we have something planned every day yeah we're, we're pretty organized people anyway so we have a plan of exactly what we're doing on what day where we're eating that sort of stuff and yeah. and yeah we uh we, we very much go 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 awesome i feel like that's half the fun of a disney vacation is that you get to dream everything up beforehand and have these plans so yeah like really look forward to it and then you get to go and do it all mm -hmm. rachel's like Yep, you that's all that. Keenan. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say like spreadsheets and all sorts. We know people who oh, yeah. these yeah. spreadsheets. We've just got an Outlook diary planner, uh, and it's got hour by hour. That's that's how meticulous we are in the planning. Yeah. And <laughs> even awesome. when we're staying in Disney, yeah. we still do the <clears throat> outside things. We go shopping. We yeah. go to the malls. We we go to Universal. So yeah, we don't we don't just stick to Disney the whole time. We do try and see a little bit more of the wider Universal. Um, an Orlando area if we can so that's awesome do you yeah. both like roller coasters no <laughs> Cheryl not so much it's me more so that likes the roller coasters we are gradually educating Cheryl on certain roller coasters but um, yeah it's uh, it's it's more of a challenge we we both suffer um, with motion sickness uh, okay. doesn't make it very easy for certain coasters Cheryl gotcha. was far worse than me <laughs> I was gonna say if you were we have a theme park in up north in Ohio with us where it's some of the best roller coasters you'll ever ride. So definitely worth the trek if that's your thing, but probably not for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe for me, I'll leave Cheryl behind. <laughs> cool. <I'll> be <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you need a coaster buddy, I'll drive up there with you. Sounds like a plan. There you go. <laughs> oh man. Well, at least with the, on the bright side with jet lag, if you're getting up at four and five in the morning, you probably get to rope drop every park without you know dragging your butt out of bed each day just up and ready to go that's what the first week is like yeah the first uh -huh. week is exactly like that the second week we've acclimatized a bit more by then so it is a bit harder because you start to do the early mornings and the late nights mm. so yeah to, to catch up with you pretty quickly <laughs> nice cool all right any other questions for him rachel i don't think so i mean we do have do you guys okay. find it difficult to keep up to date with everything that's going on in the parks, not being from the States? Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I mean, Cheryl runs our Instagram side, so she gets to see what's going on on the Instagram bit. But similar to um, kind of, I guess, most people, you try and keep up to date. So when I'm on the road and, and traveling around for my job, not only do I listen to you guys, but I listen to the Diz as well. And mm -hmm. help keep, you know, this side state, you know, Europe side pretty well informed on things. And then I, I tell Cheryl the crucial bits that she needs to yeah, know. And, and and like with Instagram, when when there's updates on rides or anything, I share that with you. Yeah. And of course, when there's new merch out, that's straight on the shopping yeah. list. <laughs> nice. Um, but yes, it can sometimes be, bearing in mind my road trips can sometimes be three, four weeks apart. 
um, it can be sometimes three or four weeks before I catch up with that information. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of one of those downsides. But, yeah, that's that's the way we tend to keep up with most things. That's awesome. Yeah. Road trips are a good time to listen to podcasts. Yeah, that's you can't really our favorite time watch as anything. well. <laughs> so. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think you guys do a great job, even though you're not. I mean, one of the things you said you liked about our show is it's relatable. We don't get to go to the parks all the time. And so, yeah, I mean, as I feel like as vloggers, I would feel pressure to be like, oh, I got to constantly be putting out Disney material. And I think you guys do a good job of, of keeping it fresh, even only going once a year. So no, thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Well, should we get to I think we should get to the, the main event. First, we ask where we can find them or save that till the end. We can do it both. Yes. So where if, can we find you guys? Um, our Instagram, uh, Cheryl on our Instagram is that UK Disney couple. And on Twitter, you can find us on at that UK Disney. And then it, uh, YouTube is pretty straightforward. That's just that UK Disney couple. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, it was a good call ratio because we might have listeners that want to hear from Paul and Cheryl, but even though we're doing a spoiler free, Endgame reviewer, like, I don't want to hear anything, <laughs> you know, not even grades or whatever. So, okay. So let's start with our spoiler free review. So this is just going to be overall reactions to it. After we kind of talk about it a little bit, we'll give it a grade. Don't worry if you're listening and we do slip a spoiler in, I will edit it out before we send this out for the internet. So um, you guys saw it Friday night, correct? We yes. did. Yeah. All right, what do you think? Amazing. Absolutely epic film. Yeah, um, by far and away, uh, my top favorite film that we've we've seen from Marvel so far. Wow, uh, had everything. I had That's high praise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think it did have everything. I think it it basically gave fans exactly what we wanted from the franchise. Yeah, I think so. It was. Uh, just a nod to every everything you love about mm -hmm. those Marvel movies. Yeah, yeah. emotional more than a nod. as well. It's an absolutely emotional roller coaster. Yeah, it was more more occasions where he was crying rather than I was. And I'm not ashamed of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna like write like my spoiler free review is I cried three times. Was just gonna be. All I said about it yeah. via Twitter or something, oh, but <laughs> I got a little weepy, but that was the extent yeah, of it. There was definitely teary eyed moments, but yeah, not <laughs> <laughs> <even> ashamed. <laughs> no, it's okay. I, I mean, it, you, if you think about it, you kind of, you couldn't avoid it being emotional when they've spent 21 films prior to this building to this point. Mm -hmm. And regardless of what happens to our favorite characters, it's the end of an era. You know, Absolutely. Yeah. so, so there's gotta be just emotional send-offs for characters and we're, we're big game of Thrones fans and that season's ending, or I'm sorry, that series is ending this year. And it's just kind of like, you just expect you're saying goodbye. Like you're saying to the end, even if your favorite characters end up victorious in the end, it's like, it's very emotional. And actually it being victorious can bring a lot of emotion in there as well. So yeah. Cool. Um, it's so hard to read this one without giving away too much. On eggshells a little bit because I, I think the problem is we we've seen it on social media a couple of times already, and and this was something that came up on Twitter, and I don't know if you guys saw it, but there were people who were putting out 
um, what was called Endgame Spoilers Without Context. Yes. Um, and I saw it, and I must admit, I was one of these people that thought, now, do I do I have a look at one or two of them, and do I get anything by it? And I'm glad I had a look because it made absolutely no sense to me before the film. So if you have seen that on Twitter, you're not going to be ruined by anything. Don't no. worry. It doesn't no. kill anything. Um, but but then makes- looking at it afterwards, I was like, ah, that all now makes sense. It all makes sense. sense. <laughs> it, really, it really does, yeah. Yeah, I love those. I think that they're pretty funny and kind of clever where they just put, you know, four pictures on there. And if yeah. you've seen the film, you know exactly what it refers to. <laughs> I What would you guys put in your spoiler-free if like if you had to pick images to represent it oh that's a good question um i, I think my favorite and i'm gonna steal one of the ones from twitter i think my favorite one was the melted ice cream nice yes that was absolutely yeah, superb yeah. Uh, that just for me that 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 kind of i think for me when i now think about the images i saw and as you say trying to give a non-context spoiler mm. The humour in what was, as we said earlier, a really emotional film, the humour was just absolutely spot on yeah. at times because it almost took away from the fact that, as you said earlier, Keenan, this is a massive end of an era mm-hmm. franchise and for this this series of films of years and a, and a decade and a bit of investment. It, and those, I say, that, that, you know, ice cream and even the Cheese Whiz one just had me absolutely... See, <laughs> see I, yeah. I hadn't seen these till after the film so they made perfect sense to me mm-hmm. after the film but but I, I i wasn't aware of them whereas on instagram for me it was mainly people saying like they didn't want spoilers and like as many different types of hashtag no end game spoilers um which is fair enough um it was also quite sad to see that a lot of people on instagram were getting quite upset over the fact that they were unintentionally giving their opinion and yet spoiling it for for some people. And it was it was very sad to see because they weren't trying to upset or ruin the film for anybody. They were they were purely giving their opinion, a bit like we are now. And mm-hmm. it is so difficult because you don't know when somebody's gonna see the film. Right. Right. And there's so much in it that it's it depends on like how much do people want to know or not want to know. Because yeah. I mean, and there's I mean, you know, half of the cast got wiped out last film so if you even say anything about anybody like you're like oh my god they're back or whatever you know what i mean mm-hmm. so. yeah it's, it is difficult because the trailers have done a really good job of teasing and drawing out people's excitement for it mm-hmm. and you know you start off with that bit in the trailer of robert downey jr in the spaceship and you know again not spoiling anything because this is in the trailer and then your first thought is, okay, how on earth do you get from that to when they're all walking through in the suits? Yeah. And for yep. me, the trailers are the perfect level of excitement barrier for people. If they're concerned about spoilers, mm. just watch the trailers. Mm. You know. It, and, and there's so many different types of trailers. I mean, mm. how many did we see? We oh, saw four the, or five, I think. Four or five different types of trailers, each one giving a very small different snippet or, or kind of like a, a different viewpoint on the movie and so when you try to piece all those bits together it leaves this void of like questions that makes Mm. you think okay now i have to see the film yeah yeah i um i only saw one trailer and i didn't watch any of the other trailers because in this trailer they had ant-man showing up at avengers headquarters yeah yeah and i went oh 
well, we didn't know what happened to him. He was in the quantum realm in Ant-Man and the Wasp, and that's the last that we saw of him. So clearly he gets out. And, you know, that's not a spoiler thing. I really like what the directors did. They said, I think it was only the first 20 minutes of the film they took footage from or a half an hour or whatever their number was. And then they said the rest of it, we the trailers will not have any footage from later in the film. I thought that was really smart to kind of prevent them from spoiling it for people just from hyping us up with the trailer. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I also, Paul, really agree with your point about comedy. We we recently just watched almost all of them. We, we missed a few, but tried to go back through and, and watch them all. And Thor Ragnarok, great film. But one of my big complaints about it was the humor often felt ill-timed and kind of like they were inje- injecting it into serious situations. There's this film, very serious, right? It picks off where Infinity War left off right after the snap. You know, half of the entire universe's population has been decimated. And so it's dark. It's dark film. But the humor in it was it just always felt appropriate. Yeah, I mean, we we kind of did similar to you guys. We we went back and rewatched or watched, depending on what we had or hadn't seen, the whole twenty one films. Um, and we we kind of did that about five weeks before um, Endgame was due to release. Mm. And it's interesting because Ragnarok seems to divide opinion, uh, and, and I think this is possibly the issue where you've got various directors um, and their definition of what it means to inject humour into a scene. Right. Um, and the director for Ragnarok, for me, I mean, we, we found Ragnarok to be one of our favourites, but yes. there were times, as you say, where the humour, I think even, I mean, we'd like to think we've got a relatively dark and open sense of humour, but even yeah. some of the uh, comedic moments, shall we say, mm-hmm. seem to fall flat on us, yeah. where we looked, looked, looked at each other and were like, meh. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but no, in, in, you know, Endgame, just right time, mm-hmm. right moments, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, it, it, it detracted at times from what was a potentially uncomfortable time in the film. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I say that the balance I thought was perfect, and that's one of the reasons why I like the film so much as a whole. Yeah, yeah I definitely agree with that. Because it is such a heavy movie, and the fate of so many of your beloved characters is, you know, unknown or mm-hmm. whatever, but you're just like there's still that lightheartedness that helps you just enjoy it yeah. throughout that emotional heaviness. What they did with all the character arcs and the 22 total films making up all of this is unparalleled. I don't know if we'll ever see anything on this scale as far as crossovers go and just the epicness of it. I I, I don't want to say it's a once in a lifetime movie going event that we're going to experience, but I think it's pretty rare, at least once in a decade that we're going to get a treat like, Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. I think Cheryl and I have to kind of have a bit of an admission of guilt here that, you know, we, up to this point, we hadn't been overly concerned about, I think it must have been about 12 months ago, we weren't overly into Marvel. We'd seen both of the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, and our friends who we saw it with on Friday were really into their Marvel stuff. Um, and we actually kind of said to them before we sat down and saw the film, they said, you do realise that had you told us in 2008 or whatever it was when Thor first came out, this was all going to be interlocking. We'd have watched every single yeah. film at the cinema. Yeah, I know. Same yeah, here. Right. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we really loved, or at least I, I definitely loved the Guardians films. It really kind of like meant a lot to me. Mm. And um, to know that there were other films that interlinked and that you could follow the story on, 
it was just like, why did we not start this before? I mean, it was the same when Captain Marvel came out. I think mm. that's when I, I just kind of all of a sudden like, that's it. I have to watch every film to understand <laughs> what's going on. Because it all suddenly added up. Like bits when we went back and we were watching um, Iron Man 3 for argument's sake mm. or when we were watching the second Thor and we were like, oh my God, that makes so much more sense now. And it was like, okay, we definitely have to watch the rest. So yeah. Yeah, we were in the exact same. Yeah, no boat. shame. So, You're in good company. Yeah, we we saw we Avengers: saw... Infinity War. Like, yeah. kind of, Keenan was like, "Yeah, this is getting good reviews," and people were saying it's and, good. You know, and, and we liked the previous Advent Avengers movie. I don't know if she had seen it, but I had seen yeah. at least that one. I was like, "Yeah, let's go see it." Yeah, I was like, "Okay," so and then confusing. I was like, "I don't know any of these characters <laughs> very well." Like, I had seen Guardians. Um, I don't even know what other ones I'd seen at that point, mm -hmm. but yeah. So exact same boat. And now I'm like, you know, very late to the game, but. But Captain super... Marvel was kind of what, like we'd seen infinity war and we're like, well, this is crazy. We should maybe watch more of these, but Captain Marvel where it was like, okay, clearly everything's building up to this point. Okay, let's go, <laughs> let's go back and, and watch all of these. And it was really rewarding. We yeah. enjoyed it immensely. Infinity war. And I said to Cheryl, we started watching it. I think it was Christmas day or something. Mm. Um, and we started watching it and we were like, this makes no sense. Mm -hmm. The start of this just makes no mm -hmm. sense. From How did they get to this point? So we texted our friend and said, look, you're the expert on this. Where do we go before here? He said, oh, Ragnarok, that comes before this. So we started watching that and we were like, okay, Infinity War now makes more sense. Right. And said, right, what comes before Ragnarok? He said, you might as well just start from the beginning. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and he, he actually gave us the list of this is the order that you need to see them in. It might not be the order which they were released released in, but this is what makes the most sense. Yeah, that's what we did. Yeah, I you know that's a good bit I think to include in the spoiler free review is that if you're thinking about going and seeing Endgame, and you have not seen, I'd say the vast majority. I, I could probably give you maybe ten that are must watches before uh, Endgame do yourself a favor like you might get something spoiled by waiting but it's going to be so much more rewarding if you take the time to go back and watch those older films and get to this conclusion because it really does tie everything together it completes story arcs that were started a decade ago it's incredible yep I agree. worth it worth it to just start back at the beginning yep. i know yep. i'm sad that this like kind of research that we've done in preparation for Endgame is like now over. It's like, you know, one of your, you know, your favorite shows is over that you've been, we basically have, you know, just been binging on movies for That's any exactly. downtime we get. We're like, well, what's the next one? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Two, two films a night for about six weeks. <laughs> oh man. Nice. That's so crazy, but fun. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah it's been oh, fun. Yes. Any criticisms? I know we're all, we're all, in agreement that it was an incredible film, but are there any spoiler-free criticisms that we might have? It's a long film. It, yeah, I mean, it is a long film, but obviously that that helps to... Um, uh, I suppose diff it's difficult because my criticisms would actually involve spoilers, so that is kind of difficult. Yeah, save it then. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. I think without... And, and again, it goes back to what we were saying earlier about the delicacy of the issue. Um, you could say oh, they shouldn't have done this or they shouldn't have done that. And the minute you say that, it yeah. gives something away because right. you could mention X character, Y character, Z character, and all of a sudden people can put together what's happened. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, I, I do have criticisms. Um, 
I mean, but... my, my, my criticism, like I said, was that it's long. Um, I don't know if uh, it's the same over there as it is here, but we have different cinemas that some cinemas have broken the film up to allow people to have like a restroom break. Mm -hmm. Um, we didn't actually do that. Um, our mom just went straight through. And when you're sitting there, it doesn't feel like three hours. It really doesn't. Until you stand up and your bladder tells you it's three hours. Exactly. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah, we were like, I saw on, uh, it was Jimmy Kimmel. He's like, I know there, he was interviewing some of the actors. Like, he's like, I know you can't give anything away, but can it's a three hour movie. Like, can you tell us when we can go pee? <laughs> but they didn't even give us that yeah so i went with a guy last night who referenced a website that is designed not just for this movie but for movies in general that tell you the time stamp and usually like a little clue of when you can go to the bathroom that's really funny and so he, so he, location. <laughs> he, he told our group and i knew what scene he was talking about it was a very spoilerless like, hey, when this shows up, you can go. But I knew exactly what it was. And it actually was kind of a major event. And um, as soon as it happened, like five people got up and just went to the bathroom. <laughs> Massive. Had, yeah. Like, you have four minutes. Go, so. go. Yeah, I was like, I like literally ran to the bathroom. Like, at mm -hmm. one. I was like, okay, it seems kind of like there's a little downtime. Like, I was like booking it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, my, I don't want to say it's a criticism. I agree with you about the length. It's long and seeing it a second time, I was very well, foolish. In one day. I saw it twice in one day. But wow. but on the second viewing, I know I'm an idiot, but it was a lot of fun. I would say hero status, but <laughs> <laughs> it you definitely feel the length on the second viewing. It was still an incredible film. I enjoyed it, but it it reminded me a lot of Lord of the Rings, like uh specifically Return of the King. You know, the the build up, the payoff, it's all amazing. It's worth the length of the film. Every scene matters. I did not feel like any scene was wasted, but I could feel the length of it. And there, were, it's kind of a slow movie in a lot of parts, um, which you don't watching it one time. You don't feel that way because everything is new and you're discovering all the stuff. But when you know it's coming, it's like okay, this scene's a little bit more just based on dialogue and character interactions, and it's fine. It was necessary, but you definitely, I think, noticed it. You'll you'll see that on repeated viewings. Yeah. And there's plot holes, but we'll get to those. <laughs> okay, overall grades. Oh, we do like letter grades, but you can you could do whatever. What you can say four grading? out of five, whatever. But I'll give it like A, B, C, D. Whatever. I like percentages myself, so <laughs> we could do all of it. We we could do any of it. Uh, <laughs> for me, ninety five percent. That's that for me is. Yeah, is that's the highest rating I can give, ninety five percent, because yeah. of the slight criticisms I have. Yeah, see, I, I would go higher. I'd go ninety eight percent. You always have to go wow. higher. <laughs> that's an A plus. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's small marking downs, but nothing that's really, yeah. No, I, I agree with what Keenan said earlier. For me, it's what makes it that score for me is the emotional investment and time that yeah. people have put into this. Not only us as viewers but the cast the crew everyone who's been involved in it for it to come to this crescendo it, it just summed it up and totaled it perfectly with with everything that happened yeah yeah if you weren't familiar with previous mcu films i don't know what you would rate this i'm actually going to probably say 97 
I tend to go on the high side, I think, in my scores, but I, I think it was I have my issues with it, but they are super minor. And I thought overall it was just an incredible, mind blowing film. Mm. I'm going to give it a 94, which I tend to go low on my my grades, I think. But um, yeah, I think a little bit of a knockdown for the length. Because I do, I do think most of those scenes were important, but there are some areas that I felt like dragged. Um, and then I just thought some at some points it was a little convoluted or confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, where some, some were things, rushed. Yeah, just some weird. things where it felt a little unclear. Um, but definitely, like those are my only critiques. Like it's an it's an amazing movie. It, it's a, a solid, solid A for me. Right on. Well, there you have it. That's our spoiler-free review. I don't know how long we went, but we probably talked longer than we thought just because you know, <laughs> our initial reaction was like, how can we say anything about this? But there is a lot to say even without giving anything away. Yeah, Absolutely yeah. go see it. I mean, the, the dings that I'm sure we'll give it here in part two are not worth skipping it or anything like that. It's still it's a treat. It's very rewarding. One guy I went with in the night showing, he just said, that was a great movie. He goes, but more than great, it was satisfying. Mm. I think that sums it up pretty well. That is absolutely brilliant. Yeah. All right. So we'll say goodbye at this point. Yes. So this will conclude part one of the review. Stay tuned later this week for part two, where we take the gloves off and kind of just go nuts talking about anything and everything regarding this film. And we'll end with a lightning round where we get to grill Paul and Cheryl on their Disney preferences. Sounds good. Right. Thanks for joining us. Bye. <laughs> Are you ready? Up to Neverland. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye.